This episode of the Boss Rush Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the Boss Rush family of podcasts, head to BossRush.net or our Patreon at patreon.com slash Media. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast. I am your host, Corey Dierig, and alongside me for this extra edition is none other than uh, my my Xbox aficionado, my Xbox guru, and also my co-host on Tower Cash, well, is the Destiny Podcast, Josh Finney. I like how uh, we're, we're talking PlayStation, and we brought in the Xbox guy, but uh, I know. N- nonetheless... I know. Nonetheless, happy to be here. Thanks for here's having the me thing. back. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Josh. We we see each other once a week. We do, and we like to have we like to have these conversations. We do, and uh, you know, I know that the uh, the Tower Casuals audience and the Boss Rush audience don't really overlap a whole lot. No, but I do. I do want to say that when it comes to like really nailing down the details on xbox and playstation stuff specifically you're the first person i think of and so you know a lot i know a lot of people we're kind of like switching content stuff up on the fly and just kind of doing whatever but like Mm -hmm. boss boss rush extra boss rush plus uh is all kind of like an all-encompassing umbrella and like it's more of an excuse for me to talk to you know josh and you know other people about different things because i would like to talk to Josh and other people from time to time. No offense, Josh. I love destiny and I love you talking about destiny, but there's other times I want to talk about other things with you. And like, you know, this, this, this platform provides us that outlet from time to time. So uh, uh, I, I feel, I feel the same way. Yeah. Destiny, destiny is so, great and fun to talk about, but uh, we've been talking Zelda the last couple of weeks, for example, it was kind of a slow time. Brought up, uh, <laughs> we, instead of doing our weekly lore corner, we've been doing Zelda corner, which has been like a half yeah. hour long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, coming so, soon uh, to a tower casual near you, uh, Diablo corner. <laughs> so, right. Uh, right. yeah, no, th- this um, is great. We, uh, we traditionally try and get together to do one of these, uh, every year for the Xbox show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, I think before the Xbox show, you and I are going to get together for one of these again to talk about, you know, maybe some predictions or what we want to see. Um, and then I know that you'll be with our friend of show, Ray Apollo, for a lot of the, the breakdowns. Once that once that's all over, uh, we'll get together again and kind of go over what what happened. And, for sure. Uh, so, you know, uh, but the, enough enough of that, Josh, we're here to talk about the playstation showcase let me tell you josh ghost of tsushima 2 was great death stranding 2 was great ah the uh standalone expansion for god of war was awesome these are all Uh, things we uncharted these are all things we could have said yeah uncharted 5 wow it's awesome uh um none of those things happened None, none of those things happened uh josh immediately Immediately after the showcase, I wanted to say, man, I'm really excited to play all these games on Xbox. <laughs> I was really bummed. Um, I was not as harsh on this as some people were. Uh, I mean, like I, the guys over at Kind of Funny were giving it twos and threes out of five. Um, mm-hmm. Even Greg, Greg Miller noted, you know, probably the authority on PlayStation, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, was like, this was a two out of five. This is highly disappointing. Um like, yeah, all the third-party stuff looks awesome. And I, I, want, I want to clear the air with that. Like, things like Alan Wake mm-hmm. 2 look <clears throat> awesome. Street Fighter 6, I mean, yeah. a lot of us people are excited for that. We're, we're, we've all seen Final Fantasy I mean, 16 and how many fucking events now? Like, Yeah, I and, like, I'm excited for Assassin's Creed. I know we're both yeah. excited for Marathon yeah. and, and, you know, obviously. Oh, my God, we'll, the, the Bungie we'll, stuff, you know, took us by a huge surprise. Yeah. We didn't expect any of that. But... Yeah, when you when you get down to the nitty gritty of what they showed in terms of first party stuff, you had the ten minute sequence of Spider Man at the end, 
and you had a couple CG trailers that looked like they belonged at any event other than a Sony event. This was so Mm -hmm. out of the norm for a Sony event that I joked watching this. I I was joking with uh, a couple friends of ours, and I says, it feels like I'm watching an Xbox show. That's Mm -hmm. like, that's like how bad this was. I feel like I'm watching like an Xbox E3 from like 2017 to 2020 ish is what I feel like I'm watching right now. This is real bad. And they didn't do themselves any favors by the entire first half of the show being such a huge dud. Like there, there were, and I want to be real clear. There were some cool indies in there, but nobody Mm -hmm. is going to talk about those because everything cool came in the second half or was this massive Mm -hmm. third party title. Like nobody's going to remember half of these games. Like, yeah, sure. Tal- Talos mm-hmm. Principle 2 is something that a lot of people are going to look forward to. The new game, yeah, and the that's, that's great. Journey. Like, the, these are cool games, but you're not talking about those the way that you are. Like, nobody's talking about Cat Quest, okay, over Metal Gear Solid Delta. Like, nobody's talking about. You mean uh, Pi- Pirates of the Caribbean? You're not talking about that game? Low key, I'm going to play that game, and I'm actually really excited, but. Like the first half of this streamed <laughs> games that are going to come to PS Plus or if they're multi platform Game Pass, like basically well, day one. Yeah, well, a lot of them, like, I mean, Haven's game was, uh, is clearly a game as a service, right? Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Can we, can we talk know, about the whole a lot games of, as a service feel here? Yeah. I mean, well, Sony, Sony came out and said they had 10 in development. Oh, oh so. it's, it's worse. It's worse. So I, mean, I, I have I have an article here from uh, even even from VG. Even then, real quick, yeah, yeah, real quick before we go over the ones that were shown. Like, yeah, you have ten in development, but where are the big ones? Like the the rumored Horizon multiplayer game or factions or you know, like those are the factions big ones. not being here is genuinely the biggest surprise. Um, oh, yeah. that was something that was confirmed as in development last year during Summer Game Fest. And I've, I've seen a lot of people go, well, you know, it's pro- it, it, since it was revealed at Game Fest, maybe they're going to let Keeley have it still. Man, if I had that little show at this from my studios, I would have fought tooth and nail with Keeley and been like, hey, we really need this. We can we throw like, I don't know, Helldivers to you? Can we throw Marathon to you? We'll give you Haven's game. Like, we'll let you have one of these CG reveals. But can we pretty please have mm-hmm. Factions gameplay for our own show? Yeah. Um yeah. That that's um, crazy. Where where's Blue Point? Where's Blue Point Studios at? <laughs> yeah. They're working on that Bloodborne uh Oh my god. Where where it, where is Sony Bend? Where is Sucker Punch? Like so many of these studios. Well, here's the thing. Sony Bend Sony Bend actually tweeted today and said we're working on our biggest game yet. We're excited to show it to you. And it's like Yeah. Where where's the game? You just had a showcase yesterday. So okay, so they they tweeted about it. They tweeted about it the morning of the showcase, and they had mm-hmm. to clarify afterwards. Hey, we did not mean for this to be a tease that we were showing something because a lot of people hyped it the holy hell for the next couple hours. Like, oh my god, Ben is showing their next game. Uh, they later had to clarify because it, it's like the studio's twenty fifth anniversary or something. That's why they tweeted that, and it's like oh, just horrible, horrible brand management there. Just unforced error uh, on the part of the studio and on Sony, but just God, man, this, this was not a Sony show. This was bad. Also, also Nintendo called and said they want their Wii U gamepad back. Oh my God, dude, that (laughs) man, the, the meme that I've seen floating around of the screen and the two, the two halves of the dual shock or the dual sense attached. Like it's in tears of the kingdom has me rolling. That is that just 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. It's one of the best memes to come out of Tears of the Kingdom, and it's not even directly related to the game. It's great. Everybody instantly knows what's happening there without any sort of context. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who this device is for. I this thing and listen, this is a Sony peripheral. It's not going to be appropriately priced either. This thing's going to be no, it's gonna this be- thing's going to be minimum 200 bucks minimum. I bet it. I bet it costs as much as the Switch. I bet it costs. I'm, I might. I bet it might cost three hundred. I'm going to. I'm my my guess is two fifty here. I'm guessing two fifty on because, this. That's because it has the DualSense yep. stuff in yep. it. Yep. Yep. Right? It, ha- it has the haptics and everything in it. And let let me be really clear. If I could take this on the go with me, if I could take this like anywhere with me, and I didn't need a persistent mm-hmm. internet connection, granted. I don't know how you would afford the memory for that thing. They'd have to bring back like memory sticks, which would be a whole nother issue. But if you could do that with like memory stick 
Pro Duo. Yeah, if you could do that with like an SD card or something, or like a micro SD, like the Switch, I think that actually would be like insanely popular. But mm-hmm. this feels like oh, we really want to get in on these Switch sales, but we don't want to actually commit to it. Like, as our friend Ray Apollo put it, have we learned nothing from the Wii U? Right. This, like, right. and I say, who is this for? I can come up with one explanation and one explanation only. And that's if you are living with your significant other and you are like 22 living in a one bedroom apartment with one TV and your partner wants to watch HDTV or something. They, they want to watch Property Brothers and you really want to play The Last of Us Part 2. That's who this device is for. Do you want to play games that badly, though, that you're going to pay like two two fifty before like this is PlayStation TV all over again. Who is this for? That even had a purpose. You could play your Vita games on it. This you have to have them yeah. installed on the console to even use this. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, I mean, I don't really care for Jason Schreier all that much, but did you see his tweet that said, "Uh, cannot wait to play Square Enix's Splatoon on my Sony Wii U." Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love Jason. Jason, what was that game called? Nerf treasure. Foam. Yeah, Foam, foam Stars. Foam stars. Um, while we're talking about just like completely baffling decisions, though, they they had an investors call on Tuesday leading into this, which like helped kind of drive the hype, right? And this is from a uh, VGC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Robinson posted this. Uh, talking about their live service initiatives over there at Sony, he says that they have 12, they confirmed they have 12 live service games in production and they expect, or they, they probably have more, but they expect all, they expect 12 of them to be out by March, 2026. So within the next, it's one every six, what's every four months, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of like, uh, in live service games, so that, that means like, you know, strong multiplayer components it might not necessarily be a dedicated multiplayer Mm -hmm. game but like something with a huge multiplayer component so like something like gran turismo Mm -hmm. would fit into this in my opinion Mm -hmm. but yeah but when i think of that when i think of that i think of like that rumored horizon game factions the rumored twisted metal game well and that that, and that's what and that's what i'm getting to here among the ones that we we know are in development are factions we do know that there is a Horizon game, uh, a game set in the Horizon universe, and an original IP from the London studio. That's what they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the first uh, tease. It was a terrible tease of the new IP from Firewalk yesterday. That's the latest mm-hmm. studio they acquired. Um, that is supposed to be a game with strong multiplayer components. Marathon falls in. I, I don't even know if Marathon falls into this. That's the worst part because they are so like, yeah, Bungie is so separate from SIE in general. Like, they do not fall underneath mm-hmm. the PlayStation Studios banner. They are actually a separate entity entirely under uh, under Sony itself. Like, they are a separate business. Yeah. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if that, I don't, I don't know if that, you know, works here or not. I, I mean the the bungee the bungee stuff was like the most exciting stuff, and I, I know we're huge bungee fans and huge Destiny yeah. fans and whatever, but like, and I know Marathon is kind of conceptual, but that Vidoc was like, that game looks really cool. So sounds I cool. Have, I, have two, I have two questions here. We're and I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save a couple of them for when we actually talk about the games, but they also confirm on the same call that this is really really wanted to get to that by that point. They expect within the next two years for 60% of the money they are spending on development to be being spent on live service titles. That is a massive, massive, massive shift from the investment they've been doing into single player games. And if I can only mm-hmm. imagine, this would not have happened with Sean Layden in control. I want to say that. No. Sean Layden is. Well, they shut down. I mean, they shut down Pixel Opus. Like, I mean, they shut down Pixel Opus last they- week. Last week, the week before that, our showcase. Yeah, and that's that's a studio that I feel like Sean Layden would have kept open just because, like, yeah, Concrete Genie. I mean, it was it's that famous Sean Layden quote of like, you know, uh, what was it? This game's not going to sell a million units, but it doesn't have to, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I forget. I forget which one he sell, in, said that about, but um, I think it was like Entwined or something. Oh my god, yeah, it was back in like 2011, like 2012, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. You know, and they Sony famously closed uh, closed Japan Studio two years ago. Um, team mm-hmm. uh, Team Asobi being the only thing that survived from that. Um, yeah. I, so I think you look at this and you're like, what What is the goal here? And it's very clear they're chasing live service. But as Andy, Andy Robinson breaks it down in this, I want to I want to read this because this like kind of freaks me out a little bit. 
Um, so I'm, I want to read a, I want to read uh, three paragraphs from him in a row here that this is uh, this is directly from Herman Hulst. The learnings from Bungie have been substantial in many areas, Hulst says. Of course, when you're developing live service titles, you require capabilities that you don't have when you're working on single player narrative driven games. True. As mm -hmm. uh, and as these capabilities that we've set up inside PlayStation Studios have been helped and guided by Bungie, we also more deeply understand what success means in live services. Historically, our games have always worked towards an end, and this is a large cultural shift. The launch of a game is just the beginning, and it comes with a whole set, whole set of different key performance indicators. We also work with Bungie on a pretty rigorous portfolio review process that we apply to all 12 live service titles we have in production, and these are just brief examples of some of the learnings we have gained from working with Bungie. If I am a developer at a studio at SIE right now, I'm shitting myself over that quote. You have mm -hmm. another studio that is separate from the PlayStation Studios family. Not even Naughty Dog has been afforded this, okay? Because it's the deal that Pete mm -hmm. Parsons struck when they were bought. That They are coming in and they are reviewing your work and telling you based off of their experience with one franchise, this will work or this won't. I would be infuriated. Oh, yeah. And also, like, oh, yeah. your peer, your peers, your peers at another studio are determining, is your project going forward or is it being canceled? And this all comes out not even a week after we found out that uh, Pixel Opus closed. We found that out a week or two ago. And then we find out about Deviation Games laying off 100 people and presumably canceling their Sony-exclusive game, which was supposed to be a big yeah, live they service have, title. They have, they have until December to come up with a new concept that uh, somebody can pick up or they're they're done. This, and this is wild this is absolutely wild shit to be hearing and this is so different from like the play even playstation of like even five years ago you you have to be wondering like i mean now i think it's fair to wonder like well shit did uh did your portfolio review team from bungie have a say in that because the ex bungie devs lead that studio like i cannot imagine how right. soul crushing this must be i just hear that and that is like Ugh, I I hate hearing that. This was like kind of tucked away in there. I hate this. I hate this yeah. because then, you know, like you pointed out, like there there was no factions here. You know, we're talking about like you and I think kind of funny made a really good point with this. Blessing was making this. He says, I don't know how you come out and do a live service initiative and a big live service push in this show, which is such a radical shift without having that one title that's going to bring people in. He was like, I think Mayor and everybody on the panel agreed. Yeah, Greg Miller, Tim Geddes, Blessing, Mike, Andy, all agreed. Marathon is going to be that game. But Marathon's multi-plat. Marathon's also yeah. a multi-plat game. And, like, that's great. Destiny, like, lightning in a bottle. They are the only game that has really, really nailed the boxed games-as-a-service thing. And even it went to free-to-play, mm -hmm. but, like... The, if they're trying to chase things like being the next Fortnite or the next Apex or even like even smaller, like CFDs and Grounded and Minecraft and things like that, like you're fracturing with 12 different games. You're fracturing that player base so much. And this is something that Sony has wanted to do multiplayer good for so long and they've been so bad at it for so long. Yeah, I mean, people like the I mean, people like the Last of Us multiplayer that, stuff. And that, though, that's right? fine to like it. But when I think multiplayer... I'm not thinking Sony. When I think multiplayer, yeah, no, I, I I'm thinking Halo, Gears, Forza. I'm thinking things like Sea of Thieves. I'm thinking I'm thinking Mario Kart. I'm thinking Smash Brothers. Sony really hasn't had a great online title, I would argue, since the original Last of Us. They made their decision mm -hmm. to go all in on single player games last gen, and that was a wonderful decision. Don't get me wrong. They relied on partnerships with Call of Duty and Destiny to really carry them through that, but they're kind of like, okay, well, we need to expand into this area because whereas like, I think that's the one area where Microsoft has remained really strong despite all their setbacks, despite all their shortcomings in the Xbox One era, I think they still remain strong with multiplayer offerings. Sony's oh, trying yeah. to get to that and they, they want that. They want the casual audience from the Switch, but they don't have any games that appeal to that casual audience. It's just, yeah. it's a real catch-22 and like, this was being billed as like the beginning of phase two for PS5 and Shinobi over on Twitter. Um, you know, he very prolific Twitter and the yeah. uh, tweeter in the gaming community. He, uh, he came out and said, I come away from this showcase disappointed because I know there's not one thing that was revealed here from first party 
that tells me anything I did not already know going into this. And I mean, yeah, we found out what Haven's game looks like. The fact that Haven's game looks like it's going to be a game as a service title and PlayStation blog essentially confirms that uh, what, what's it, what's it called here? Um, Fair games. Fair games with a dollar dollar sign sign. on the end. Yeah. Ooh, we got to be edgy here. The fact that that's the next game from Jade Raymond just blows my mind that's the next game that she's making like oof oof i suddenly was uh was i saw like just the xbox community across the board going well glad this looks like if you asked ubisoft to make their version of the redfall reveal teaser from 2021 that's what this looked like to me i got it i got i gotta say man like this whole showcase like Xbox has been so down the last, you know, month and a half or so with Redfall and, you know, the uh, countless other things, right? That like this was this was Sony's kind of time to put their foot on the neck right, and really do some damage. And they 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 stepped on a rake here, man. They like they fumbled the ball so bad. And like this, this leaves the door wide open for Microsoft in a couple weeks, right? We like, hadn't I mean, had a PlayStation showcase in 21 months, Corey. We, I know Tim Gettys had a great quote on this. Uh, he said, uh, he goes, if this was a state of play, this would have been the greatest state of play of all time. He's like, because this felt like yeah, a state they, of play, they, yeah, but they they marketed it as a showcase, which means <coughs> like this was this was uh. <laughs> Man, you put that showcase on there instead of a state yep. of play, man. You're really our, our first up party for games from here were a CG trailer for Fair Games, Helldivers Two. Um, Helldivers Two looked okay. Marathon, but like I, I like, I like the first one. A little, you know, a little uh, bit. Marathon, but, I mean, it's nothing Destiny to Two, the Final Shape, which technically don't get that PlayStation Studios logo, but we're gonna count them here anyways. Concord, which is yeah. the new IP from Firewalk. It's Firewalk's first game ever, by the way. Uh, and that told me nothing other than you're on a spaceship and there's a burger that looked really good in CG. And 10 minutes of Spider-Man 2 with also the uh, the not Wii U gamepad and the world's most uncomfortable looking earbuds. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger. Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Right. Oh I just God, dude, those things look so this awful. was this was so rough. Like I and I get like in the middle, Final Fantasy 16 is there. And I understand. They don't have a lot coming this year. They have Spider-Man 2, they have Helldivers, and they have the massive partnership on Final Fantasy 16. I wonder how much is Jim Ryan like praying, absolutely praying to the statue of uh, Ken Kutaragi in his closet that oh God. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth actually releases this winter. Because it wasn't here, and that, that was the other one. I thought that and factions were locks to be here. Oh yeah, I'm shocked. Instead, I'm we're shocked instead we're promoing uh, a game for like the eighth time because this is Sony has been doing this the last couple of years. They get the marketing rights for a game where they have a timed exclusive, and they have to remind you every time that somebody sneezes. It's like they hear and they're like, "Oh, this person might not know about this game." We saw Deathloop at like six events leading up to its release to the point that the last showcase we had was two days before Deathloop released, and we still had another trailer for it there. Same thing here with Street Fighter. Street Fighter comes out in a week, and it's here. Final Fantasy comes yeah. out in uh, less than a month, and it was here. Like these are getting. Greg Miller was like, as soon as after as soon as they showed those, after they mind you, after mind you that they just did a whole twenty minute state of play on Final Fantasy sixteen. Ju- I mean, they've done them for Street Fighter also. The last state of play that we got back in March was so focused on Street Fighter, you know, and they've had they had an exclusive demo, they had a beta weekend, they've had an alpha weekend. Like, oh my god, let's. Let's fly through some of these games, though, because we got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. Uh, we have another show after this. Uh, yeah. Just fair games looks awful. I, I didn't even need to see gameplay to know. Yeah, I'm not touching this. Uh, Helldivers 2. Yeah, I'm not either. If they were smart, yeah. Helldivers 2 would be launched right into PS Plus. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. This this is a game like do what you did not do with Destruction All Stars. Well, I guess you did do it with Destruction All Stars. Launch it straight into PS Plus and at least get some players on it because I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that's coming out this fall in a fall that's kind of getting filled really quickly with multiplayer games. I think I think any of these games, any of these game as a service should automatically either be on PS Plus or free to play. So, and then some of, yeah, some the- of these really need to be willing to go there but it's also like even if you're launching these all free to play like andy cortez was making this point he says even if you launch these free to play he goes these feel like games that are gonna be lightning in a bottle like but after six months nobody's gonna be talking about these he's like we're still talking about bungie because Mm -hmm. it's bungie he was like because they make incredible feeling shooters you trust you trust bungie when you see that name he's like you trust naughty dog when you see that name he was like so he's he's like i feel so bad for studios like firewalk and he's like no no offense to them no offense to the team making helldivers 2 or to haven but he's like these games do not feel like and we will not be talking about these three to six months after launch. He's like, you're going to play these for like three weeks, three months. That's generous. yeah. He was like, you're going to play these for like three weeks and then they're going to shut down. My conspiracy theory over foam stars is square had to have sat down with, uh, with Sony and said, well, if you're going to get the exclusivity on all the final fantasy stuff, you're taking all these games that we think are going to be bad also. Like yeah. the, it, Greg Miller was like, Oh look, it's square Enix's stinker of the year. Because we've had Babylon's Fall, uh, what was it, the the Quiet Man, and this like three years in a row now. Don't forget about Forspoken. Forspo- uh, so, oh god, Forspoken. I'm so divided on if like that's in this category of bad, but it was it wasn't great. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but it's like, oh man, yeah. you you've had a uh, you've had all these like apparently. Th- Apparently the DLC for Forspoken is pretty good. That's what some of the reviews are saying. I, I just, like, it's better than the main game. <laughs> I, I look at the first half of this and you go, Fair Games, Helldivers, Immortals of Avium looks terrible. This looks like an awful mm-hmm. game. That's like the yeah. most. That's that first person magic. Yeah, game, that's right? that. That's the that like was, the most yeah. six out of ten game I think I've ever seen. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 looked kind of yeah. cool. I know a lot of people were hyped for Phantom Blade and Sword of the Sea. Like they had three there, and then Talos Principle, Neva. I was like, okay, maybe we're picking up a little bit of steam. Like I like, I'm interested in these, but I know most mm-hmm. people are like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Sword in the the Sword in the Sea looks cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's from the Journey yeah. Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Plucky Squire. Uh, anytime I I've seen that a couple of times. Uh, really interested in that, but just felt kind of out of place. Like that feels like, uh, again, this is from Greg Miller's breakdown of it. This feels like something that if it's at a main PlayStation showcase should have been like the least impressive indie shown. Like that should be yeah. the floor. And that's not, that's not the rag on that game at all. That's saying like when you are part of a main showcase, the expectations are elevated. And, uh, yeah. and again, no disrespect, but uh, I don't cat quest felt like the kind of thing that you see at like, the game awards or summer game fest before Jeff Keeley cuts to like the Taco Bell commercial. He has to show <laughs> that's it, it feels like the mobile game that, uh, that paid way too much money to be there. That's yeah. what this feels like. Tear down. I could not care less about tear down. Uh, metal gear is the first yeah. time. I think we saw some life. We were like, Oh my God. Like the general answer is like, Oh my God. At the very end, yeah. like it's, it's snake, but it's no gameplay. We didn't even find out who's yeah. making this in the trailer. Yeah, my thing was, was like, yeah, okay, it's a Snake Eater remake. We kind of knew about it, and there's no gameplay. Like, who cares? There's no gameplay. Like, Kojima, I, I, Kojima's not involved. Yeah. I don't care. And like, and, like, the Metal Gear Twitter account tweeted out, we used Metal Gear Solid Delta because Delta shows change and reimagining. And it's like, well, does that mean it's like a Final Fantasy VII situation where you're kind of reimagining it? Or are you, yeah. like... Is this a full-on remake? You know so, what I mean? Like, I, I saw that speculation. Um, the other thing that I was seeing a lot of people say was, well, with Delta, with them not calling it three and them calling it Delta, does that mean that they're this is going to be the first in like a series of remakes of the main series of like the first four? Games? I think it is. Um, and then like is. if you do that, like to make it like more understandable for new players, I would be okay with that. If they want to like Resident mm-hmm. Evil to this, go for it. But Snake Eater is like considered by a lot of Metal Gear fans to be the best in the series. So yeah, it's, I I I always hear like people are like they either love it or they hate it. I like, fall into like the hate it camp. Yeah, I uh, I forever forever and always. John, uh, our friend Johnny and I were talking about this yesterday, uh, right after the showcase, 
Uh, we were like, ah, we love the original one, and then we just like don't know what happens after that. <laughs> Twin Snakes for life. <laughs> GameCube riding hard over here. Um, right. The Master Collection was the announcement that got me going. Um, this is they haven't explicitly confirmed it for Xbox yet, but it is uh, confirmed to be coming to other consoles, and it's uh, one, two, and three being brought over, uh, just being ported over, like as is essentially. Um, it's the PS One version of one, right? Yep. That was a bummer. Are the, that was a bummer to see. Are these? Yeah, but I, I mean, I think you and I are in the minority where we think Twin Snakes is better. But like, I think a lot of people prefer that first. Uh, one, I've, like, so PS1. funny enough, I've actually heard. I've heard the opposite. I've heard a lot of people say like, "No, Twin Snakes is the definitive version." Like that was, you know, it beefed up just like um, I think when you're talking Resident Evil One, you you think of the GameCube mm-hmm. version. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it sold the most on PS1, but we think of, like, the best version to play, like, up until, like, current mm-hmm. consoles, obviously. It's it's that. Right. Um, yeah, I wonder. I So, I mean, would, are these going to be, like, v, do you think it's the VR missions version, or do you think it's just, like, the base version, or, like, subsistence, or... I think it's, it's, it's the base ones. It's got to be the base ones. I can't imagine them actually. I cannot imagine Konami doing something like good for consumers. So, but they and they called this no, volume uh, one on top of that. Like the, my first immediate reaction was, where the fuck is Metal Gear Solid Four? Like, yeah, I was gonna say no four. Four no is four. still locked to. It's still doing time on the PS3. So that, that blows my mind. That absolutely just blows my mind. Our, uh, our friend Grayson Morales was tweeting about it. He was like, I really wish this was part of this uh, collection so that people had to sit through the batshit insane ending and two hours of cut scenes at the end. <laughs> Maybe that's volume two. Is The volume two is just four and like extended cut scenes. Man, God, don't give him any ideas. Uh, Towers of Agashaba. This uh, Breath of the Wild ripoff? Sure. The yeah. guy has a has a paraglider and dive bombs onto the back of dragons. Yeah, I did that in the Superior Tears of the Kingdom last night. It was fucking great. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Did you need to see anything more from Final Fantasy? No, I I already think it looks good. I like I stopped watching stuff like a long time. I ago yeah, I, I saw the first footage of it from like uh, the, the September 2020 showcase that I was like, yep, I don't need to see anything else. I'm in. I'm totally in. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Final Fantasy games that much, but I'll play this. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Plus, it's like it's more. I mean, it's more actiony. So I'm like, you know, more into it. I think. Well, if the general internet had this reaction to Metal Gear Solid Delta, I mm-hmm. had a, the same reaction, but for Alan Wake Two. This looked yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Alan Wake fans. I don't. I didn't really this, like the first one. This looks one, but... great. And then immediately after the showcase, Jeff Keighley is like, "Oh, by the way, we're having actual gameplay of this game at Summer Game Fest on the eighth. Yeah, no physical edition though. Um, yeah. Oh, it's oh only. man. Do do we want to touch on that real quick? I mean, that's, we might. That's as well. proving to be here. pretty <laughs> controversial. I didn't yeah, expect I for it to be, and. Uh, it's funny, I've shifted to buying mostly digital, and I found myself even a little conflicted over this. Like, I think for game preservation, it's really bad, but I understand because I live in constant fear of stuff getting delisted. I've seen so many games get yeah. delisted. I've had stuff from iTunes delisted, and it's been really annoying. But since I bought it, I can mm-hmm. still access it uh, for now, I yeah. guess. But like when I see yeah. things that are happening, like with uh, with HBO Max, where they delisted shows that HBO themselves had made and sold them off to other streamers. I'm like, Disney just did this too. Like Willow came out last November and it's already off the streaming service. It's already off Disney. Yeah. Like I am a little afraid because, uh, and I mean like Epic is technically will own the game. So I'm like, I guess I shouldn't be as concerned, but it's like, man, really? I get the, I get the philosophy of it'll reduce the cost of the game for consumers. They, they yeah. Well, they, they said that they said this, this kept it from being, uh, seventy dollars on console. I still think you're going to end up seeing a physical edition of this. Uh, THQ Nordic was offering last night uh, to manufacture the physical copies of this game. Yeah, um, I think you're going to see some sort of special, like limited. You're going to tell me that Epic couldn't rare. increase their budget just a little bit to make a physical copy, like. Right, just put an Alawake skin in Fortnite, and that'll pay for your physical. Copies. I mean, not even that. Like, you know make I mean? it like an Epic Store exclusive or something. I don't know. Like, so that collectors can get it if they want it. But you know, 
be mm-hmm. like, do it through limited run even like be like hey we're we're yeah. gonna do a really limited copy that to me this screams that alan wake remastered did not sell well um physically and that most of the sales came digitally mm-hmm. which i already suspected anyways um yeah. i don't know and i think control saw a lot of success <clears throat> digitally too yeah um i mean i don't really buy f- physical games mm-hmm. anymore except for like specific switch ones they, they gotta be because, on sale or know, on the switch for me yeah it's just i i'm so scared that nintendo's gonna pull yep. wii u and 3ds yep. situation for their next console that like you know i just i can't well and i mean we and like me and my girlfriend both play on our switches so uh we try to buy one mm-hmm. copy of the game and just share it there are things like zelda though mm-hmm. where we have to buy two copies um yeah assassin's creed mirage Corey, you're excited about this one I am. I, I, so <laughs> I know for some reason, a lot of people like to hate on Assassin's Creed, which, you know, it's fair in some situations, but like, I, I'm excited for this. It looks kind of like, it looks like a good mix between like the first kind of few games that came out yeah. uh, with the quality of life stuff from the new ones and uh, a smaller, more, well, theoretically a smaller narrative driven uh, experience, like where you're <coughs> assassinating people and, sneaking around and i saw the the quick uh bench sitting to blend in i saw that that was hilarious to see after 15 years uh but yeah i think mirage looks cool going back to uh you know the middle the middle east and uh basim looks like a cool character seems like the story is going to be cool so yeah i mean this is uh this is you know taking place uh after the events of Valhalla. um you know giving basim's backstory i'm interested to see how this is this is uh this is baghdad it's taking place before mm-hmm. the events of assassin's creed one so uh mm-hmm. very interested to see how this goes yeah. um i like the return to the stealth roots mm-hmm. um and i think ubisoft confirmed the other day that uh it's going to be a 15 hour uh single player story is how long they project great. for you to take i'm like great fantastic i can bang that's, i can bang this out I, I can bang this out in a week fantastic I don't have Look, to. I um, love Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I don't have to sit here and I, do 60 I, hours in fucking Scotland. Yeah. Look, I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey specifically, yeah. but man, I put like I put like 110 hours into that game and I still never finished like uh, like probably probably like 75% of the stuff because it just I put 65 oh hours so into big. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and was locked out of getting the ending because my save was corrupted. They still have not yeah, fixed I remember it. talking about that, that still has not been yeah. fixed. You can go back to listen to old yeah. episodes of Arsenal X for me to yell about that. Um, moving on, uh, you know, a couple smaller games: Revenant Hill, uh, Cram Blue Fantasy Relink, Street Fighter Six. Mm. Okay, I think it looks cool. I'm not a Street Fighter person, but I'm I not think either. It looks cool. I like. I mean, I've it's a fighting seen game. enough of skip. it. Right. It's a fighting game that's not yeah. Injustice or uh, Marvel versus Capcom. So skip. Um, yeah. Also, we've seen it at like 15 different events now. I'm I'm done. Uh, mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma 2 looks fucking rad, though. Yeah, a lot of people are excited for I'm that. I'm excited. Too. I never played the first one, but uh, jo- John and I were messaging each other. We were like, yep. <laughs> we're like, dude, this is a game for us. It's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to ask you. Apparently, it's a direct sequel. <laughs> how do you feel about uh, PSVR, Corey? Did, did this lineup of games do anything to inspire hope for you? No, not not one so five nights at freddy's help wanted two did not inspire confidence in you i mean look as as much as i like creepy Chuck E. cheese i'm gonna have to say uh pass. uh microsoft famously had the deal for crossfire and uh they delisted crossfire x a year in because it was so bad crossfire has now come to psvr too yeah, that's the place that's going to succeed, Josh. Yeah. You didn't know that. Uh, Arizona Sunshine 2 genuinely looked like one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. That's like the biggest VR title right now. Is though. it really? Yeah. This looked... F- According to like 10 podcasts who talked insane. about this. Today, that's absolutely like, insane. This, this looks, looks fucking yeah. awful. This is... Yeah, I mean, I didn't say it looked good. This is like the worst... This is playing. like the worst like edgelord shit I've ever seen. You could have told me that this came from the Rick and Morty writers, and I probably would have believed you. I'd believe you even more if you told me that uh, that the Family Guy team wrote this. It, it was bad. <laughs> it was it was cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I think Synapse looked cool. Um, that was the the one where you're like inside the dude's mind, and you're like using powers to like manipulate the geometry and like shoot your gun and stuff. I thought that looked kind of cool. 
Um, yeah. The Beat Saber. I, I thought Beat Saber was on PSVR 2 already, I'll be completely honest. Yeah, it's a free upgrade, though. Which is and nice. then Resident Evil 4 Remake. This is the most, I can't believe this wasn't at there at launch thing ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all they said was in development. So probably like next year. Eight. Eight's not in VR, is yes, it? it is. Eight yes. is? Resident Evil yes. 8? Okay. Yeah, that, that was, that was promoted pretty was heavily. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. but then we get, that we get to the stretch that <laughs> I think it's the best, it's the best stretch. It's the best four game stretch. And one of them is just a CGI hamburger, uh, marathon, man. I started seeing that trailer and I was like, man, I'm, I'm digging this, the music and like the visuals. And mm-hmm. then the bungee logo came up and I was like, oh, yeah. oh my I God, knew exactly what fucking it was. happening. I was screaming. I was mm-hmm. like, it's here. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, dude, as soon as the Bungie logo showed up, I'm like, this is this is Marathon. This looks this looks rad. This looks really cool. I mean, it's it's high concept. Um, and I, I heard a lot of complaints about like, I can't believe there was no gameplay shown. And I'm shocked that this is multi-platform. I thought when they said they were still going to keep making games for other platforms, they were only talking about Destiny. And it's like, no, you know, for, for PlayStation podcasts, y'all really didn't read into that acquisition too much. Um, they were very clear. We, we told them yeah. we are staying... Multiplat. There's a reason why they are not under, like we said earlier, they're not under SIE. Um, mm-hmm. So this is this is huge. This is uh, they didn't explicitly confirm it anywhere, but uh, Tom Henderson's reporting last uh, last year for uh, Inside Gaming uh, said that this is going to launch as a free to play title with season passes. Um, I'll say I think the teaser was really cool, but this is one of those games that like if Sony was so intent on this being in the showcase, I really think they should have put the Vidoc in here also. Um, and I understand like we've already done the first ARG to get the first Vidoc. It was really cool participating in that yesterday. Um, but I think that did so much more to make me excited for this and like them explicitly confirming some of the goals for the game and this and that, like there's been some great blog posts over on uh, bungee.net already. I am not into extraction shooters. Um, I think the only one mm-hmm. that's done it right is uh, Escape from Tarkov, and you know maybe the Division's Dark Zone, Division Two's Dark Zone did, um, and that's mm-hmm. it. I don't think anybody else has mm-hmm. done this even remotely good. Um, mm-hmm. So this seems to be the one that everyone's chasing, and uh, you know, like Andy Cortez and uh, Mike were saying over there on uh, kind of funny. If anybody, if anybody can make a competitor in this arena, it's Bungie. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to put their own twist on it. It's going to have the bungee. It's going to have the bungee swagger. Um, I look forward to this. I am bummed that there's no single player campaign. I the marathon is just some nutty lore, and I would really love yeah. for there to be a campaign. Uh, there is still going to be storytelling through this. Uh, mm-hmm. Game director Chris Barrett confirmed that, but and that should give mm-hmm. a, like for those who don't know who Chris Barrett and Scott Taylor are. Scott, Scott Taylor is going to be the producer. Chris Barrett's going to be the director. Their roles were actually flipped back in the day on Forsaken, which is the last Destiny expansion they worked on, arguably the best expansion. Uh, Chris was the producer and Scott Taylor was the director. Um, And they were also two of the guys that were behind like Rise of Iron and The Taken King alongside uh, Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy. Like they were kind of like the four who were in charge of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. Great, great decision for them to be leading this. Uh, Kevin Yanes, who was a big part of... uh, Destiny's combat and sandbox team is working on this as well. Um, should give everybody like a lot of reassurance there. This game is going to look and feel like a bungee game, if nothing else. I mean that the running animation of the character at the beginning looks like it looks like a, a Halo slash Destiny run animation. This is yeah, this is like if you combined that run animation with like Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very yeah. me game in terms of the aesthetic. Um, I love like, yeah, uh, futuristic, like cyberpunk blade runner, uh, aesthetics. I love that. I absolutely love it. I love that they're calling you what you're, you're, are you a runner. I think that's awesome. It's giving me very, uh, ed- cyberpunk edge runners vibes, uh, from the anime, like mm-hmm. in terms of the style, the colors. Uh, so yeah, do not expect to see this before late 2024 may probably spring 25, honestly. Um, they mm-hmm. confirmed in Vidoc last night that uh, they're going to go to ground after this. They're going to go completely quiet, and the next time you hear from them, the game's going to be close to launch. Like they, the right. game is not even in alpha yet; it's in pre-alpha. It was in pre-alpha last year when we got the report. It's still in pre-alpha. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's something Bungie's always been good at, right? Is like keeping things kind of 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's yeah, this this went into incubation as best as we can tell, probably sometime in like late 2019 is when the idea for coming back to Marathon probably came up. And I think uh, we had the explosion of popularity with Tarkov in 2020 um, at the beginning of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that is probably what made them pivot and decide on a true direction for the game. Um, and they've been mm-hmm. quietly hiring and recruiting. A lot of the people that talked in the Vidoc have been working on this since its inception. Like they were, mm. they were taken directly off of stuff at Bungie. A lot of the PvP team from Destiny was recruited for this, so that gives me a lot of hope. Um, them talking about dedicated, dedicated servers were the two magical words I needed to hear. Uh, yeah. So very excited about that. Gives me a lot of hope for the future of like the Destiny franchise too, like post Final Shape, which coincidentally did not. This was the biggest shock of the whole day for me. Was, dude, I like I was I was watching I this at work. I cried, and I was like. I like audibly, I was like, I, I audibly was like, oh my God. And like somebody, somebody in the main room was like, you're right in there. I'm like, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so my funny. stream cut out right as the marathon trailer ended to the point where I, oh, really? to the point where I thought that was it. I thought that was the last thing. I thought we legitimately got to the end with no Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, my God. And then uh, all of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up. I was already a little behind. My phone starts blowing up from Ray and from a few of my other friends going, oh, my God, Destiny's here. I can't believe Josh, how, how are you not reacting to this? Destiny's here. I'm like, wait, what? So I got the stream buffered back up, and I'm watching it. And it skipped the Ikora stuff at the beginning straight to the hunter diving at Savathun. And I was like, oh my god, no, this isn't Final Shape. Oh my god, oh my god, it's the arena shooter. This is matter. We're seeing it. And then it dawns on me, oh wait. Because I thought at first like she was talking to her guardian or something like that. And then you see the ace yeah. of spades and I sh- I shrieked. I shrieked mm-hmm. so loud. I woke my girlfriend up uh, it's- 45 minutes early for work because I shrieked. Yeah, it's glowing too. It, it's like broken with all this blue glowing, like uh, that's coming out so of it. So that's uh, for those who don't play Destiny. That's actually a sign that the perk is activated. That's the Memento Mori perk. Uh, it actually does that in game yeah. when you have the perk triggered, ready to go. So nothing insidious to see here, um, but also it's Nathan Fillion back. There's there's right. none of this no, none of this uh, you know nonsense of. Um, Oh my God! Who, fucking Nathan Drake. I forget his name. Uh, Nolan, Nolan North. North. There's no Nolan North here to be found. Uh, this is pure unadulterated Nathan Fillion, which had to be confirmed in a blog post and by Nathan himself on Instagram. Uh, that Instagram post was that's cool. That was funny. Hilarious. But yeah, raises a lot more questions than answers. I this and the marathon trailer though really reeks of we have nothing to show. Bungie, please, you have you have to you have to show stuff. You have to show something here because I think if it was up to Bungie, they wouldn't have shown us this this early. Right. But it was right. and it was it was an announcement for the showcase in three months. Mm-hmm. Like we just had a season start on Tuesday, and then you're showing this to us the next day. Like this is this is almost as egregious as the Witch Queen reveal, which led us wondering how the hell does Savathun get a ghost, you know, like eight months out. Right. And mind you, we're seeing this nine months before the game, before the expansion is expected to ship. When I'm not entirely convinced it's going to meet that February 2024 release date right now, given the Lightfall issues. So you're like, what mm-hmm. the hell? And then let's just let's keep it going with another CG teaser, and it's it's a nothing burger, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I guess I'd be really upset sure. if I was Firewalk being sandwiched between Bungie and Insomniac. Right. Like, because nobody is going to talk about your announcement. You showed nothing. Like, we didn't get a hint to what it's going to be about. It's just, it's sci-fi and it's PvP. The end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got a Gran Turismo movie trailer. Great. Great. Still <laughs> super don't care. Uh, and then, like we said, you know, we've been making fun of the gamepad and the earbuds. Uh, and then they do 10 minutes of Spider-Man 2. Which... Can we, can we talk about the BS of this gamepad first, though? Like <laughs> Again? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, come on. Like, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. This is bad. This is the dumbest thing. Why Why even bother? Seriously, why even bother? This is this is genuinely bad. You already made a deal with Backbone to make a PlayStation-themed uh, controller for phones. Why even bother? 
Why why even bother? This is ridiculous. This is so stupid. Sorry, I had to get that. Yeah, out. I'm not I'm not jazzed about this. I think this is this is this is rough. This is rough. Oh, it's so big and cumbersome. Like, yeah, this does not look comfortable to hold. I just I don't know who this is. Who designs this hardware? Who, is this? who designs this stuff? Who is this for? <laughs> who is this for? I'm still Jeez. I'm still so I'm still so upset. Like, I just. Is it this? Is it the seven-year-old who grew up playing the Wii U and just like really misses that gamepad feeling? Like, God, get get out of here! Okay, it's it's bad. It's 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 really bad. I'm not I'm not I'm not happy about this. I'm not thrilled. Um, yeah, man, yeah. Let's uh, we should probably talk about Spider-Man though, because I know a lot of people are excited for Spider-Man Two. Looks genuinely amazing. Starting off with that cinematic, though, I was going to scream if they just ended with that cinematic. If all we saw was... Oh, the, the one with, with Craven. If, at if the it was just the Craven cinematic with no gameplay, this would have been even worse. Like, this genuinely we'd be talking about, is this the worst show Sony has ever done? And I think the runaway answer is yes. If they show no gameplay from Spider-Man 2. Um, instead, we got a 10-minute sequence. And honestly, at a certain point, I kind of tuned out because I was like, damn, can this just be over already? You didn't have to show me the whole mission. We get it. It's more Spider-Man. You've shown us some of the cool new shit already. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you see Peter Parker in the black symbiote suit using Venom powers, and uh, Miles has both his Spider-Man powers and his uh, electrical powers this time around. It's cool that the action was swapping back and forth between the two during the mission. Um, Genki is back. Really excited about that. Some of the, the characters you can see pulling up on the dossiers that Craven is looking at hint kind of at the mm-hmm. scope of this game and uh it seems like queens and brooklyn are fully explorable this time too yeah i think the borough stuff is cool i think that's I'm very I think that's gonna make it more interesting very excited let me yeah. let me go to new jersey and see tony soprano uh i i thought this was this was very very well done though i mean it's it's more spider-man like uh cool it's gonna be a game of the year contender again um i thought miles morales was an improvement over spider-man um uh, Hope there's no Mary Jane missions this time. Those were awful. But yeah, this this was mm-hmm. this was really, really well done. I just ten minutes tacked on to the end did not not to not that it didn't inspire confidence in this game, but it's like, damn. If this had come at the beginning of the show, I think I actually would have been madder because it would have been like, wow. Uh if you let off with this, I would have expected the whole showcase to be a banger. Like, yeah. I'm almost surprised that they didn't lead off with the bungee stuff now, looking back on it. Yeah, they probably should have. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if Sony is surprised that people are upset about this thing. I think Jim Ryan has no idea why people are upset right now. He sees it as, man, we had all these high-quality games. And to be fair, all the partnerships you had for third-party games, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy, Alan Wake, Dragon's Dogma, mm-hmm. uh, Snake Eater, the Legacy Collection, those are great. That's phenomenal. We're not talking about the games here. Strictly in terms of Sony showing up to this, it felt like a Microsoft show. It felt like Microsoft right. circa 2020, that the uh, the uh, first X, uh, Series X event that we got that summer, when it was all just CG trailers, we got like no gameplay outside of the Halo gameplay. That's exactly what this feels like to me. A whole yeah. bunch of nothing burgers. Like, it, is Firewalk's game the next Everwild? Like, that's that's my question right now. Yeah. And I say that as somebody who's yeah. going to play Firewalk game because I really like shooters. Like Helldivers did nothing for me. I Yeah. I don't I don't know. I there there's too many comparisons with that show here for my comfort. And it really bothers me. Yeah. Like you also make a made a huge deal about how you're investing in PC in that investor call, and then there was like I mean, fair games and helldivers are gonna come to PC day one. I'm pretty sure Firewalk's game will. But it's like you couldn't have slipped yeah. like a Ghost of Tsushima for a PC announcement in here? Because almost certainly one of your other live service games is going to be uh, a standalone Ghost of Tsushima Legends game. Legends went over so right. well in the first game, I'd be shocked if it wasn't a standalone. Right. I I don't know. Corey, what would you what would you score this on a scale of like I don't know, one to five? What what would you even give this? Uh, oh god. Uh I mean, so Here's the thing. I'm taking into consideration, like, yeah, the third party stuff looked good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it gets a little bump because, like, Destiny and, and Marathon were there and they both look great. 
I know Spider Man showed great. Like, yeah. But like, Sony, the biggest, the biggest complaint for Xbox right now, right, is like they don't really have a roadmap, right? We yeah. have Starfield and Forza coming with ambiguous fall dates, Hellblade after that, and that's kind of that's kind of yeah. it, right? They yeah. have you know they they have a ton of projects announced, but no roadmap. And Sony didn't have anything announced, and no roadmap. Well, this was ever, the showcase was the one that everybody was pointing to, and I guess like expectations play a role in this score too. But like, I would give it like a, I would honestly give it may like at the highest a three because yeah. you know of of our joint love for Bungie and you know Spider Man showed well and uh, <laughs> some of the third party stuff. But like, I'm not interested in any of their game as a service. I don't go to a PlayStation for game as a service. This was just a. Uh, this was like kind of the antithesis. For me, this was like the antithesis of what we come to expect from a Sony showcase. Yeah. Like, yeah, this I mean this is this reminds me of <laughs> this reminds me of the Xbox showcases for so long. Yeah. Uh that like I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this is what happened. When I think of you when know? I hear the words PlayStation showcase, there is an expectation that I have now. Because I look at the last mm-hmm. three that they did, and you look back at those from the announcement of the PS5 onward. They've done they did three of them. They had three in a 12 month span or in a 15 month span, excuse yeah. me. In those, you got Horizon Forbidden West, Sackboy's Big Adventure, Astro's Playroom, Ghostwire Tokyo, Deathloop, Final Fantasy 16, uh, the, the Knights of the Republic bangers. remake that may not be happening. Uh, you got God of War Ragnarok, you got Gran Turismo 7, you got Demon Souls. You got all of those games, Ratchet and, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. You got a Ghost of Tsushima expansion. Uh, you got all sorts of things announced. Mm-hmm. And then for us to, so I think that I mean, oh, Spider-Man 2 was announced. Miles Morales was announced. Like it just keep, it keeps going. Wolverine was announced at the last one. Like it keeps going. You have this expectation then. There is an expectation. Mm-hmm. You have done this to yourself. For you to come out and then do mm-hmm. this, I do think the fans are right to be disappointed. I think the fans are absolutely right to yeah. be disappointed. I think the ones running around saying, like, oh, my God, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I wouldn't agree with that, but it's definitely the worst thing we've seen from no. Sony in, like, five, six years at least. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I'm not, like, I'm not the biggest PlayStation fan, but, like, even I was disappointed. I'm like, man, I was, like, I was looking forward to, like, maybe a tease for Ghost of Tsushima 2, maybe a little tease of Wolverine, maybe... You know, what's what's, uh, you know, that Uncharted game is the one thing that I'm like really excited for. That's, you know, not even announced yet. Like, but like, man, I was like, man, this is this is really tough. Even like, I mean, even like the uh, uh, an exclusive on that Metal Gear would have been something for Sony. Right. But it's not even that either. Even that didn't have gameplay. It didn't even have a fucking studio attached to it. Like, that's how bad this is. And I just I think that a lot of us are left wondering, you know, the games, you know, uh, who was it? I, Tom Henderson tweeted this out today. You know, he's a pretty reliable scooper from around the net these days. And he goes, I don't know where a lot of the games that uh, I thought were going to be there were there or why they weren't there. And not that he was explicitly saying certain games would be there, but he goes, the games that y'all are all wondering about are ready to be shown. They're ready to be shown. I have no yeah. idea why they weren't here. So there's been a lot of speculation like, oh, there might be another okay. showcase in like September or October. Like they just want to get Spider-Man out the door or like, figure out if they're going to be able to release or not because there was no release date attached to the spider-man footage just right. playstation blog says we're working hard to get this out fall 2023 it would not shock me if this slipped right. to q1 2024 um right but if it does then you're like okay well you know they're the market leader they're by a pretty comfortable margin um you know they can uh they can kind of coast this year the question becomes, does Xbox capitalize on that? Because they're going to be the only one really with major games this fall, if that's the case, major mm-hmm. exclusives. Yeah. But also, I think it raises more questions about that roadmap. I thought, you know, maybe we would see a little bit of Wolverine, at least a new trailer for it. You know, that's being targeted mm-hmm. for 2024, supposedly. Like, there's all these things they're supposedly targeting for next year or that just don't have dates attached to them. And I, I, don't, I don't know right now. Like, we've seen several, like, this is a lot of the projects that they're working on. Let's be honest. We're still missing. We know Naughty Dog is doing factions and something else. Santa Monica is working on yeah. a new IP, which is probably still a couple years away. Sucker right. Punch is working on probably, uh, presumably, Tsushima 2. And Bend mm-hmm. is working on a new IP. Like, outside of that, what... And London is... Yeah. London Studio is working on their game. Gorilla is working on a Horizon Online game. Like... 
Well, that, I mean, Gorilla, Gorilla isn't. It's that's NetEase. NetEase is. Oh, working. okay. Well, Gorilla is at least overseeing it, but they just finished doing yeah, but burning they, shores. Right. So, I mean, them not being there. Okay, I get yeah. it. Right. Or so Santa Monica, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So God of War just released that, like, them and Paul. Those are them okay, and Paul yeah. Fani. Those three are understandable. Where is everybody else? Where Where's Asobi? Where's Team Asobi at? Right. They put an Astros Astro playroom. Like. <laughs> I just I, I don't understand this. I there were so many baffling choices here that it, it really did feel like huh, I don't want to kick them when they're down, but it felt like Aaron Greenberg put this show together and not, you know, the head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst. Yeah. You know, it really felt like this was an Xbox show and not them, which is kind of wild. And I mean, like I were saying that Xbox coming off two pretty pretty good E three showings, I would say. Uh or summer showings yeah. now, not E three, but um yeah. I'd, I'd probably have to, I'd go, you know, three out of five here. And it's a very tentative three out of five, purely because I think that the third party games they showed were so strong. But I have to weigh those a lot less than I do first parties. And in terms of first party, it's like, yeah, I can be hyped about the Bungie stuff all day long. And like, okay, yeah, you're, they're not going to show footage from, they're not going to show gameplay footage of a Destiny game. Like, just get that expectation out of the way right now. Mm-hmm. They almost never do that until we're close to the launch. But... Right. Marathon? Marathon should not have been unveiled here. I'm going to be totally honest. I thought we would see it this year, but I thought it would be like mm-hmm. Game Awards. Yeah, I thought... Yeah. I thought it would be like Christmas because there's no way this is out before like Thanksgiving next year. Yeah. I, I, I still think this game's like a year and a half oh, away. Oh, easily. Easily. Like, but Pete Parsons said yeah. in 2019 they were aiming to release a new IP by 2025. And then you had yeah. COVID. And that's when we saw that matter leak. Yeah, that's right? when the, that the matter there. trademark was uh, was registered. And we have no idea if this is matter or not. Um, yeah. That's just a whole other thing we'll talk about on Tower Casuals. But yeah, I, I would say that, uh, you know, just kind of wrapping up, like, what a what a huge disappointment. Yeah. What an absolutely it huge was, disappointment. It was pretty, it was pretty disappointing. Like, I was pretty... Uh, I was pretty disappointed for people, especially people who are like huge PlayStation fans and looking yeah. forward to what's next. It's like they, they went two years man, without I'm a showcase. Sorry, yeah. So, uh, any any final thoughts, Josh, or should we get out of here? We um, should get out of here. This, this was this was bad. Most of it. This was bad. We should get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, Josh and I will probably come back here and talk about the the Xbox showcase when that happens. Uh, we're going to do a predictions episode, I think, for for Boss Rush Plus, uh, kind of what we want to see and hope it's not as bad <laughs> as this showcase, to be honest. I, I, dude, the Xbox team has to be like chomping at the bit to get this they, showcase underway. Now, they, they have gotta... a very limited opening. Like, I would say if you have a partnership that maybe you don't have a trailer for, mm-hmm. still let that maybe Phil talks to them and is like, hey, I'd like to walk out on stage and announce yeah. our partnership. Like, Send it. Kojima style or even send a team out there to do like a like a like a doc like a like a Vidoc or something or you know what I mean like just something yeah small, I mean we're, we're too you know? late for CG trailers to be made at this point right um but you can mm-hmm. do a quick little like reveal or like you know if it's a noted creative like uh, again like they with they did with Kojima last year um you could mm-hmm. shoehorn something like that in or like hey maybe there's like a, a big game pass deal that you want to you want to highlight that's coming up talk to you be like hey we're going to back up some more money. Can we, uh, can we do it? I frankly, I'd be calling like any Japanese team and be like, yo, do you want uh, a 30 second slot in the Xbox show? We can, we can, we can cram you in there now. We can cram right. you in. Um, right. Yeah. No, I just, uh, they took the foot off to, took the foot off the, the neck and, uh, yeah. You know, I don't I don't think it's going to drastically impact market share. Like the people who watch these are such a small minority of who's actually going to play these games. Right. But I can't imagine anyone who has been buying a PlayStation 5 for the games is going to look at these live service games and be like, yeah, that's going to hold my attention for more than a week or two before I go back to Fortnite. I <laughs> the yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And they led, they led with Jade Raymond's game, and it looks horrible. I'm so, okay. We're my, gonna, my we're gonna literally, I'm so, my I'm first thought seeing that was, well, Xbox fans have nothing to be disappointed about now. Oh, and to be clear, that could still well, be good. That could still be good, but uh, 
Ooh, I'm I, getting I'm I, getting Redfall flashbacks. I have the exact same feelings I did about Redfall when it was revealed. That, that was Microsoft's one more thing in 2021 was a six-minute CGI trailer for Redfall that ended up being better than the yep. game. Yep. So, yeah. That, Corey, get me out of here. I'm upset. Get me out of here. Get, get out. Get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Uh, you can find Boss Rush Plus uh, on our YouTube channel and on Patreon a week or so early. Uh, Josh, thank you for your time tonight. I always, always. appreciate your uh, insight and your 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 love for for this stuff. And you know, I, I miss doing this. So uh, thanks for coming on. Of course, it was great. Uh, listen to the Boss Rush podcast. Uh, you can find it on podcast services every Monday. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Deary. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, Laurent Dawkins, and Emma Barnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find Laron at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at ThatRetroCode on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Power Block. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamCoreyNHD, and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Power Block. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and the Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.